Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. This week, we're talking about body image, IVF in your early 40s, getting nervous in job interviews, and what to do if your friend hates your favourite film. Our first question this week. Dear Viv, my partner is very self-conscious about her body. Without turning into Gok Wan, I want to convince her that she is beautiful. Any advice? Wow. What is wrong with turning into Gok Wan? Hey, actually, don't answer that. There is a lot wrong with turning into Gok Wan. I have encountered the Gok Meister at close quarters, and when I, admittedly goading him, innocently asked, what's your verdict on my outfit, Gok? made a big mistake. Uh, He actively manhandled me, grabbing my shapewear by its extremities, smoothing my dress down over my nether regions and hoiking up my boobs. I can report that this was not the route to being less self-conscious. Had we been in a less public place, it would have been the route for the Gokmeister to get a slap in the face. But luckily for him, I was too busy making sure that no one could see my pants. So uh, that said, I see what you're saying. You want to give your partner a gok-style makeover, but without actually giving her a gok-style makeover. You don't give any details, though, of how all this has manifested itself. Um, You say she's self-conscious and you want to convince her that she's beautiful. I have two thoughts immediately. A, why have you so far failed to convince her of this? It makes me think that her problem is quite entrenched and not easy to solve. And B, There could be a whiff of the compulsive helper going on here. It's great that you want to do a good deed and no doubt there's a payoff for you somewhere along the line here too. I'm just guessing. But ultimately, the only person who can convince your partner that she is beautiful is your partner herself. That said, there are simple things you can do to ensure you're not doing anything wrong. Talk to her and listen to her. In some ways, your opinion is irrelevant and it sounds like she's going to struggle to hear any positive words. So find out instead why she thinks that she isn't beautiful. Listen without contradicting, then listen some more. Let her wallow in a load of self-pity until she's sick of it. There are some questions you can ask too. What would make you feel less self-conscious? Have you always felt like this? Can you imagine changing? 
I'm in two minds about the you're beautiful thing. Because for someone who feels a bit uncomfortable in their own skin, that kind of thing, that kind of compliment can sound really fake and even a bit creepy, no matter how well-meant and genuine it is. So don't be surprised if your well-intentioned compliments are rejected. I'm sure they already have been long-term. Just keep talking and keep listening. I don't need to tell you that you need to be wary of a literal Gokwan approach. I'm talking about buying signature belts or flattering underwear, so-called. Does such a thing exist? Or eye-catching earrings. I really don't know how Gok has got away with all this business all these years without being lamped. Um, and I almost changed all of that. If you're feeling exceptionally brave, I would say maybe buy her a facial. Uh, that is the acceptable face of the Gok approach. Proceed with caution. Our next question. Diviv. I'm in my early 40s, single and considering IVF. I've been told I have around a 10% chance of conceiving. I desperately want a child, but it's an enormous amount of expense and emotional trauma to go through. How can I prepare myself for it? Oh, lovely 40-something singleton. This makes me unbearably sad. Your question, how can I prepare myself for it, it's unanswerable really because... How could anyone prepare themselves for such an undertaking? There is no preparation. You either have the courage and the self-awareness, and as you suggest, the money, uh, to go through with this, or you don't. Uh, And even if you do, it's going to be very tough indeed. I just want to point out a few contradictions in your question, which might help uh, for you to be aware of. You say you're considering IVF. This is not the same as having decided to do it. And that makes me glad because this really does require an immense load of consideration. You are balancing two things, your desire for a child against your realisation that this route is extremely difficult. Even though you're still in the consideration stage, you wish that you weren't. You wish you'd already decided to go through with it, I think, which is why you're asking this impossible question, how can I prepare myself? Of course, there are women who have followed this path and who have had a baby. As you suggest, it is not 100% impossible. But as you also suggest, the odds are heavily stacked against you. There are dozens of internet forums, though, which address this question. And if you haven't already familiarised yourself with them, I suggest you do. You need to read as many best case scenarios as you can and as many worst case scenarios as you can. Your gut instinct will do the rest of the work. I know you will have already considered lots of other avenues, adoption, fostering, working with children, volunteering, taking on a more active role in the lives of children close to you. These are all ways of having children and of mothering. In fact, these types of roles are invaluable in children's lives. I would also strongly suggest whatever you decide, therapy. And I mentioned my usual favourite, welldoing.org, to help find a therapist. Because whatever you decide, you will have a lot to deal with emotionally. Don't think about preparing yourself for the unpreparable. Spend some time instead finding out how you really feel about this quest and how you would really feel about giving up on this desire. Our third question this week. Diviv. I have an interview lined up for a job which I know I would love. How can I beat the nerves and convince them to hire me? I always get so shaky and stuttery at interviews. 
Oh, scared interview candidate, do not be afraid. I'm already worried that I'm not answering this question quickly enough and that you will have already gone for the job interview by the time you hear my reply. If that is the case, then I really hope you got the job. If not, then help is at hand. And this, finally, is my absolute specialist subject, how not to be nervous in tricky situations. Not job interviews. They are horrible and I would avoid them like the plague. They are not my specialist thing. But situations where you have to speak publicly, rid yourself of nerves and be your most natural self in the most unnatural circumstances, that is something I know a hell of a lot about. I rarely mention on Dear Viv that I am a stand-up comedian, but I am. I took this on uh, not as some wet-behind-the-ears 21-year-old, but as a fully matured mother of three who was convinced that this was her calling in life uh, after having ignored it for too long, but had no idea how she was going to make it happen and who was, as you are now, completely terrified. So I have gone through the change that you want to make in yourself. And I speak from experience when I say that the most important thing you learn when you're doing anything in public under pressure, and I always say this to people who are terrified of giving presentations at work, and it counts for job interviews too, is that it's not about you. That's the thing to remember. It's not about you. This is the key to everything. It's not about you. Let me explain. In any public interaction, especially one as artificial as a job interview or a work presentation, the key is connection. In everyday life, when we're relaxed and not feeling scrutinized, connection comes naturally because we're not thinking about how we're coming across. We're just being. We're just being ourselves. And when we're just being, we're not thinking about ourselves. We're usually focused on the other person. The trick is to replicate this in the difficult, not everyday situation. So you need to visualize this. Think about the people in front of you the people who are interviewing you. It's one person or however many people. Maybe they've had a bad day. Maybe they're tired. Maybe someone close to them has recently died. I repeat, it is not about you. Think about how they might be feeling. When you appear in front of them, don't make it about you. Make it about them. Focus on how you're making them feel and give them what they want. Don't think about you. It's about them. Sorry if this sounds like a really rubbish yoga mantra, but it's so important. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. This should distract you from your nerves, which should in turn distract you from being shaky and stuttery. If it still doesn't, be ready to call it out. It's perfectly legitimate. I'm so sorry I tend to stutter in these kinds of situations. Sorry if I'm shaking a bit. I get nervous in interviews. Can I have a few moments to get my thoughts together? If you're really not sure that you can make it through, and I think you can, remember, it's not about you, make written notes and take them in and ask if you can refer to them. All the people in any room ever want is what everyone ever wants in the whole of life, which is for everything to be okay. If you're honest and straightforward and focus not on yourself, but on the other people in the room, because remember, it's not about you, then nothing can go wrong and everything is possible. Seriously, this really works. It's not about you. Our last question. Dear Viv, what do I do when a close personal friend reveals she hates the movie Chocolat? This is a weird one, especially because Chocolat is hardly Casablanca. But anyway, this question came in on Twitter and it turned into a bit of a a spat. Um, I observed it. I think the question was asked in jest. Do not ask Dear Viv questions in jest. 
But then it quickly emerged that there was perhaps something a bit deeper going on here. It's also emerged that the person asking the question loves the film Chocolat, but even more tellingly, feels actively resentful towards her friend because her friend dislikes this supposedly highly likable film. The most likable film of all time, according to the question and not in my book. But we'll get to that in a second. I really wanted to answer this supposedly throwaway question because this comes up a lot in friendships and relationships. How can you hate something I love? Can we really be friends, partners, lovers, family if you don't appreciate something I think is amazing? Um, I've even had this with my own children recently who have gone crazy for the Mel Brooks film Spaceballs, which features John Candy as a mog, half man, half dog, and has lots of jokes about helmets and puke and Jewish princesses. My children threatened to disown me if I checked my phone during this film, thereby indicating that I was bored. I was unable to restrain myself from checking my phone. Such was my apathy towards the mog and the puke. Um, The Jewish princess jokes weren't so bad. But I did feel a sense of sadness that I so obviously didn't get something that they loved. Does it make me a worse person? Does it make either one of us right or wrong? No, it doesn't. It is awkward when someone you love hates something you love, but it's also life. What matters, and this is the important bit, is how they express their hatred. So this is a good test of any relationship. Can they talk about it playfully and allow both of you to think what you want without one of you having to be right? Good sign. Do they keep trying to convert you and diss you for thinking something different? Bad sign. As for Chocolat, however, this is a very easy question. Johnny Depp or no Johnny Depp, and we don't want no Johnny Depp ever, this is not a great film. The book is much better. You need to watch more films whilst congratulating yourself on having a friend with excellent taste. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign into thepool.com where you can get these podcasts automatically saved to your scrapbook every single week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.